The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams, with co-host Jacob Greer. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lemont Williams and Jacob Greer. Sports of America, are you ready? Yes, sir. My name is Lemont Williams. I'm coming to you live from Houston, Texas. It's been a long time coming, but I am now here on the Voice America Sports Network. I want to give thanks to everyone that made it possible for me to have a radio show this year. Please allow me to give you a little bit of my sports background. I was a standout athlete in high school as well as in college at Howard University from 1999 to 2003 as an outside linebacker. I had the privilege to try out for some NFL teams in 2003. I signed with the Washington Redskins as an undrafted free agent under head coach Steve Spurrier. Unfortunately, only 360 NCAA college football players will make it to the NFL this year. And for all the players that will earn a roster spot, dreams about one day reaching Canton, Ohio, home of the NFL Hall of Fame. However, my career was cut short due to premature injuries that I couldn't overcome in 2003 and 2004. So when it comes to the knowledge of this game that we love so much and the breakdown each week uh, of the game, uh, don't worry, worry, uh, Force America, I got you covered. My show, Outside the Huddle, will talk about current sports topics from a former player's point of view, take calls and emails during the show, Invite active and former players, and most importantly, I'm sorry, invite active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business or things in that, or things in that nature. See, I have a model called sports plus business equals wealth, and throughout the 2009 year, I'm going to try to bring y'all into my world. My co-host this year will be Jacob Greer. He's going to try to help me tie everything in together. Welcome, Jacob, to Outside the Huddle. Thanks a lot, Lamont. Jacob, please give the listeners a little bit of your sports background. Okay. Well, my name is uh, Jacob Greer. I'm a native of uh, Lake Providence, Louisiana, and I was a standout baseball player in high school, uh, which uh, I had a chance to uh, move on to uh, Southern University and uh, play baseball there. Uh, I played a year there, and my career ended. However, I stayed in sports. 
Uh, I moved over to the uh, sports information department. Uh, since my major was journalism and broadcast communications, uh, it allowed me an opportunity to uh, hone my skills in terms of the uh, radio and TV, but it also gave me a chance to uh, stay in sports. Uh, while I was there, I worked a little bit with the um, uh, newspaper in Baton Rouge, the Morning Advocate. But uh, I, I had a chance to be around a lot of great guys in uh, college and uh, uh, had a chance to travel with some of those teams and, uh, and record uh, uh, sports information and, and provide that information back to the university and uh, to the newspapers. Uh, while I was at Southern University, I worked under the uh, leadership of uh, the godfather of the SWAC, who was uh, Marino Kasim. He was the AD. And uh, my immediate boss was Lonza Hardy, who's the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the commissioner now, uh, assistant commissioner of the uh, MEAC uh, Athletic Conference. Uh, but it, it's, uh, it, you know, I'm glad to be here with you, Lamont. Thank you for allowing me to be your co-host. I'm looking forward to uh, interacting not only with you but with the many business uh, pro-athletes that, you know, we're going to be involved with. And it's going to be an interesting year for us. Uh, you know, there's a lot of athletes out there that, uh, that uh, don't know how to make that transition. And uh, I think this show is going to provide insight to them uh, on how to uh, transform from the uh, football field to the business world. So, again, thanks a lot, and I'm looking forward to uh, working with you and everyone here at Voice of America Sports. So, as you can see, Jacob and I will cover a variety of sports topics this year. Today on Outside the Huddle, we'll talk about Tiger Woods' comeback win at the Arnold Palmer Invitation, as well as discuss the Shell Houston Open this week in Houston, Texas. I had the opportunity to interview Mike Golick, as well as the co-host of Mike and Mike in the Morning from ESPN this morning. I will play that interview at the bottom of the hour. We will go, into, we'll go around the league, the NFL, with last week highlights and this week highlights. But first, Jacob, I want to talk about the Final Four. Uh, Final Four set for this week, UNC, uh, North Carolina, UNC, and Villanova, Michigan State, as well as Connecticut. Uh, little highlights that I noticed last week, Jacob, from watching the game, I saw UNC dominate Oklahoma uh, with a total team effort. Ty Lawson scored 19 points and rolled past Blake Griffin and the Sooners with a win. Uh, Blake Griffin outplayed uh, with the big man, uh, Tyler Hansborough. I think Tyler only had eight points. Uh, what, was your, what was your opinion on the game that you, that you saw last week? Well, that UNC, the UNC-Oklahoma game was a uh, very interesting one. Um, you know, I, 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 had, I was a little suspect about Oklahoma based on the fact that, you know, that coach there, he only likes to play maybe seven or eight players in a game. So he really has a very, very small rotation uh, when it comes uh, after the starting five. Uh, I knew if, if UNC was going to get Lawson back, they were, they were just going to be hard to beat. And uh, they showed it. I mean, they, they really managed handle uh, Oklahoma taking nothing from Oklahoma and and Mr. Bla you know the Blake brothers but uh UNC was just a little bit too powerful for uh for Oklahoma in that in that bracket. I agree. I agree. Uh Michigan State pretty much squeezed up, squeezed the life out of Louisville with a 64-52 win. Uh I think it was a great win for the Spartans as well for the state of Michigan from a business standpoint. Uh, I think Michigan right now Leaves the nation in the highest unemployment rate. Uh, 
So being able to go back to Detroit, uh, Final Four going back to Detroit, I think uh, it's going to be a great turnout for the Michigan State Spartans. As far as University of Connecticut, first thing I thought about was, was what scandal. Uh, uh, the Connecticut uh, Huskies was, was able to overcome Missouri Tigers with, the, with their size and, and strength, winning 82-75. Give me your opinion on a little bit of what you witnessed uh, this weekend from that game. Well, well, first starting with the uh, Louisville-Michigan State game, uh, you know, Sosa, the New York guard, he just did not show up in that game. Uh, Lucas and, and the, uh, Lucas and the Michigan State Spartan team really did a great job in, 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 uh, putting, uh, pressure defense on Louisville. And I think it was a little bit unexpected by Louisville. You also have to look at, you know, this was really a home game for Louisville. I think they were, they were playing 115 miles from their, from their home campus. Uh, but you know, when you're looking at Midwest teams, uh, you're talking about teams that are very, very, uh, sturdy in defense, and Michigan State showed that. With UConn, they were just over, I mean, UConn was just overmatched. I, I mean, they took it to Missouri, and there was no way Missouri was going to be UConn. Yeah. But the game of the weekend had to be the Pittsburgh versus Villanova. Man, it was physical, it was defense, and he came down to the last shot. Scotty Reynolds made a half court dash made the last stop with a floater in traffic. Did you get a chance to witness that game as well, Jacob? Yes, I did. And actually, I was a little bit surprised at the outcome of that game. However, I'm not taking anything from Villanova. They are a very good team. I just knew Pittsburgh was going to be in that team, in the uh, Final Four, and Villanova really messed my brackets up on that one. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask you a question, Jacob. Which team out of the final? I mean, the final four teams. Which team will be or have that one shining moment this weekend? Well, I tell you what, I actually pick UNC in the in the in the championship game. So I'm going to stick with UNC. I like Michigan State. I don't know if they can stay with UConn. So I'm going to go the championship. UConn, UNC. I agree. I, I'm going to go with UNC uh, for these reasons. Uh, I'm going with their experience, their leadership the point guard as well at the, at the power forward. And I like Coach Roy Williams. Uh, he, he, normally, he normally steps up in big games like this. So uh, I agree with you. I'm going to go with UNC as well. But I got a feeling that Villanova might be that, that dark horse, man, that just might come out of nowhere and just surprise everybody. Well, well, you know, out of the four teams in the bracket, Villanova is definitely the sleeper here. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think they can stay with UNC. I'm just going to step out and say UNC is going to take that bracket. And, uh, but, but the interesting game is going to be on the other side. It's going to be the Michigan State-UConn. I think that's going to be the better game. I think US, UNC is going to take the other side, and it's going to come to UNC-UConn. Okay, okay. Let's, let's, let's roll into some highlights, that, that uh, headline that, that came out today. Uh, Coach uh, John Calipari. Mm-hmm. Took the job at, at Kentucky, leaving uh, Memphis. Give me a quick. We only got two minutes before a break, but give me a quick, quick rundown. What's your opinion on that? Before I give you my opinion, uh, you know what? Great move for him. I mean, he he has been his, at Memphis, served his duties, served his time. You know, just just put that program back on the map. And now I think it's time for him to move on to a situation where he can take a national prominent organization and put it back at the top where they once were. And I think he's going to do that. Yeah, I think it was a big move for him as well. I think it was a step up uh, from Memphis, a big-time program with the tradition at Kentucky. 
as well as the pay increase. Uh, I think it was somewhere reported it was an eight-year deal worth $35 million, making him the highest-paid college basketball coach right now uh, compared to his $2.35 million annual salary. So uh, I think it's a big, a big, a big, uh, a big, big step up. Coming up next on Outside the Huddle, we'll review the NFL highlights as well as talk about next on Outside the Huddle with Lemon Williams and Jacob Greer. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports well i was out with my girlfriends the other night on my way back to my car a guy jumped out from behind an suv fortunately i had my taser from spyunlimited.com that was a close one the tools you need to protect yourself are right here. SpyUnlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top-quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458. Nine or click on the spyunlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. Ed, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Before we went to the break, I teased about talking about uh, the NFL highlights from last week. I mean, I'm sorry, NFL headlines from last week as well as this week. And the first headline that jumps in my mind for this week has to be the Jake Cutler situation. Uh, the owner of the uh, Denver Broncos came out today saying that they were uh, now, Jake Cutler is now available for a trade. 
stated that they tried to reach Jay Cutler a few times within the last 10 days, was unable to get in contact with him. So I pretty much think that bridge is burnt over there in, Detroit, in, in Denver uh, with Jay Cutler. Now they move, Now the organization is moving forward and seeking to trade from other teams. Uh, in my opinion, I think Jake made a, a, a bad business deal because any team he goes to now will be below 500, in my opinion. I don't think they're going to send him to a team in, within the AF, AFC division as well as a contender to make it to the Super Bowl. What's your opinion on that, Jake? Well, you know, Lamont, hey, it's like, you know, Big Worm in the, in the, in the, in the movie Friday. It's the principalities of it. Uh, you know, I think the organization should have warned Jay Culler or said, you know, hey, we're going to bring, you know, Matt in and, you know, maybe allow him to compete as a second-string quarterback with some of the other guys. But, you know, to say you're going to bring a guy in and, and, and not tell your starter that you're going to do that, I, I, that just didn't sit – I know it didn't sit well with him. And, you know – uh, you know, I, I just think they should have said something to Jay Cutler up front, and uh, and I, and you know if he would, you know if he wanted a trade from there, then great. But you know, don't let the guy read the stuff in the paper or some reporter come up and tell him well, that's not the way to do business. But that's why I'm out to disagree with you on that, Jacob. Because from a business, NFL is a business first, league second, and I think that uh, everybody's subject to trade. Look at Terrell Owens. He was traded or released and was picked up by Buffalo. As well as you, you go back in the history of the NFL, I think uh, Name, uh, Joe Name didn't even finish with the Jets. So with that being said, everybody's subject to be traded. And it's a business. If Jay Culler would have took in mind that it's a business first and everything else second, I think he would have been, in my opinion, now let me give you my opinion. In my opinion, I think that Jay, Jay Culler should have uh, – should have been kind of like, in a weird way, honored to even be in the thoughts of being traded. Just for the simple fact that, hey, I'm a marquee guy, I'm a pro bowler. Let me let me rally the troops. Let me get my boys together, and let's go out here and win. Let's prove, let's be the underdog and prove to the management that, hey, the fact that they were trying to bring in somebody else was a bad decision. I, in a way, I agree with you. In a way, I agree with you. But I think... After a period of time, Jay Culler should have swallowed his pride and said, you know what, I'm not going to go to a team better than the Denver Broncos. So why don't I just swallow this and, and get in with the team and, and go from there? Yeah, you know, the new coach made a bad decision in coming in and the way he handled the process. But, yeah, I, I think Jay should have, should have swallowed his pride and moved forward from there. Yeah, but every, every coach comes in making changes. And, this, and, and Coach Job. Coach uh, McDaniels, he's under the tree of the Bill Parcells. He's coming from the uh, coaching tree of Bill Parcells. So that being said, every, he comes in with the mentality that I'm, I'm, I'm the big dog and I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make changes. And so, so what team do you think he's gonna go to now? Uh, if I take a stab at it, I would say the Jets. I think the Jets will try to make a run for it. I think they will try to throw all the marbles in the, in the basket uh, due to the fact that the Brett, Brett Favre situation didn't work out uh, last year. It started off. Pretty good, but it ended up bad. So they need they're in desperate need for a quarterback with experience. So. Well, there's a lot of teams that are looking for quarterbacks. I mean, you got the Jets, you got Minnesota, uh, you know, St. Louis, uh, Cleveland. So there's a lot of teams have, looking for quarterbacks. You have Detroit as well. But, exactly. I mean, we in the NFL is a, a quarterback. I mean, it's in dire need for a, a decent quarterback. And if you have one, you need to keep it. You need to keep it. You need to 
keep them and keep them happy. Uh, I just, I, at the end of the day, you know, it's a business. It's a business. Jay Culler, I think he was just getting misrepresented. I think he was getting misinformation uh, far as from his representatives, Bus, uh, Bus Cook. And if you check Bus Cook history, you know, as far as Steve McNair, Brett Favre, the list goes on and on. He has a habit of getting his, his quarterbacks in, 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 in situations like this with, with management, then trying to figure a way to get them out of it. And I think that I just was some bad guidance on my on on uh, Bus Cook part, as far as informing uh, Jay Cutler. I would agree with that. All right, let's move forward. Last week, the owners owners meeting wrapped up in California, and uh, it was reported that the NFL reported. I mean, the NFL has 11 rule changes. All right, Jake, I'm going to give you two of the out of the 11. I'm going to give you two that I like and two that I dislike. The two that I like is now called the Ed Hockley rule. If you can remember the San Diego and Denver game last year, mm-hmm. uh, he, uh, before the play was over, he, he ruled the play dead, but it was actually a fumble. Now the rule says the loose ball, I'm reading it, the ball, it says the loose ball that could have been result of a fumble or incomplete pass, are now subject to video review. So I like that one. My second one that I like is the draft order that, re- that the draft order to reflect playoff results, not regular season results. So uh, last year, I think uh, uh, the Chargers beat the Colts. The Colts was 12-4, and four, and the Chargers, I think, was somewhere between 8-8. Eight and eight. Mm-hmm. However... Since the Colts have beat the have beat the Denver uh, beat the, uh, since the Chargers have beat the Colts in the playoffs in advance, I think they made it to the uh, AFC Championship game. They still had a better selection in the 2000, 2008 2009 draft. Uh, so in my opinion, I think that's 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 a good that's a good rule change. Two that I dislike, and I'm gonna give you this because I'm talk, I'm telling you from a former player, defensive player standpoint. Uh, I dislike the blind side, blind side block that cannot be delivered with a helmet, shoulder pad, or forearm to opponent head or neck. I'm confused on that one. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think one of the safeties, uh, uh, Troy uh, Palomaro, said last year that the league is becoming a pansy league. Uh, I agree with him on that. Uh, uh, the second one that I that I dislike is the Tom Brady rule. What's is called now the Tom Brady rule, when a defensive player on the ground may no longer lunge or dive at a quarterback lower legs. Ah, man, man, explain that to me, Jacob, because I'm lost. On, I'm lost on that one. Because from a defensive, defensive player standpoint, I know that the, the NFL is a business first, first and foremost. But however, and when I said however, when a defensive player is in the trenches, man, they can care less about a quarterback lower legs. Excuse my language. Care about his family, his kids. It's about getting the, getting the job done and making a play. I agree. Now I do agree with you on the two that you do like: the draft order and the Ed Hockley. I do agree with that. I also agree with you on your dislikes. I I don't know how you can tell a defender when he's on a, on the ground. Let's say you get pancaked and you're on the ground, but the play is still going on. He has to lay there. He can't go after the quarterback because he's on the ground. I don't. I. I. I just don't understand that one. It'd be like I'm gonna give you an example. It'll be like church. It'd be like as soon as I walk out of the locker room, 
I write a check and I drop it right in the collection plate before I go in the field. Coach, I'm like, what's that? I'm like, man, that's that that's that final I'm about to get hitting it for the lower legs. Cause, man, I, I just some things, some things. I just I just hope the league. I know everything changed within time, but I just hope I hope the NFL don't lose their aggressiveness, which was built. That's the foundation. You look at old the old Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cowboys and the uh, Green Bay Packers highlights. Man, you go back look at Deacon Jones highlights. All you see is clotheslines, you know, nice. side shots. It's like hey. that, that's what the found. That's what the league was built on. Now, you know, now we're in the twenty first century. They're trying to get away with. I mean, get away from that, which, and eventually, in the long run, protects the players. But I think it will hurt the fan base. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Another one I don't like is the kick up, the kickoff. Uh, where you can only have five players on one side when you're trying to uh, recover an onside kick. I, I don't like that rule. I think it should have stayed the same. And uh, but, but one of the rules that I do like that we haven't mentioned is the contact to the head of a defenseless receiver. I think I, I agree with that rule. I don't think a guy should be hit above his shoulders. I don't care which one of these rules. I don't think any NFL guy should be hit above his shoulders, helmet to helmet contact. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think uh, uh, who was the guy last year? Uh, Hans Ward was notorious for that. And I think the uh, Baltimore Ravens that made a quote. Uh, Lee Suggs made a quote said that uh, it was a bounty out for for uh, Hans Ward for making that making those type of plays. But man, at the end of the day, Jacob is all fair game. But but there is one rule, Lamont, that that I would like to see in the NFL, and that's the change to the sudden death rule. You know, usually the team that wins the torn the corn toss uh, is the team that wins probably eighty percent of the time. I would like to see it go to how the colleges are doing it. You get the ball on the forty, and you either score a touchdown or a field goal. The other team has to match that as well, and I would love to see the NFL go to that because uh, I think it, you know, it's almost like the team that wins a corn toss is is pretty much going to be the team that wins that game. So I would like to see that rule change Uh, in the NFL. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, not necessarily. I think uh, every time you line up, you have the opportunity to win, and it's never over until it's over. So with that being said, if – if we're, you know, in the middle of the field and you win the corn toss, I have every right to stop you. Now, if you win fair and square, then i got to shake your hand and say good job. I just think the more you prolong the game, the more it's the opportunity, the more at least the opportunity for injuries for players. you got to understand, guys are going 110% for four quarters. So you want to extend play. After that, it's like, no, leave it like it is and just, and just play. If you lose, you lose. Okay, well, yeah, you're probably right. I noticed the NFL is extending the schedule this year, so we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll talk a little bit about the incident that took place in Dallas, as well as EO missing voluntary workouts. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's out. 
From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Mega Life and Health Insurance Company can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and individuals just like you who need affordable health insurance to get it. So call us right now. 888-459-4825. 888 5-9-4-8-2-5. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, call us now and see how we can help you. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. Home office, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Not available in all states. Benefits may vary by state. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops, and I thank you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice of America Sports Network. Jacob, I mean, unless you slept under the rock last week and really haven't turned on the TV, uh, you wouldn't. You would. You, you pretty much heard about the situation that took place in Dallas uh, 
Let me give you the backdrop. Houston Texan running back Ryan Moats, uh, I think about 12 o'clock, was rushing to the, uh, to the hospital. His mother-in-law was sick. Uh, she was, uh, I guess, on her, uh, on her deathbed, uh, uh, suffering from breast cancer, and uh, Dallas cop, plaintiff cop, followed him for running a red light. And uh, at the end of the day, he delayed uh, running back Ryan Moats from saying goodbye to his mother-in-law over verifying insurance. I, I couldn't believe that. Uh, give, give me your, give me some feedback on what you thought when you when you heard about that incident. Honestly, I, I could not believe it. Uh, you know, there was a couple of things that uh, that the officer could have done. Uh, and while I was sitting there listening to that story, the first thing came to my mind was, you know, if if you have this guy who's running a red light going to the hospital, and if I'm that officer, you know, I'm thinking, okay, apparently he's in a hurry. He's in a hurry for something. Uh, even when he arrived at the hospital, it's my understanding that they were in the parking lot for 20 minutes as uh, his wife Tamisha and Ryan tried to explain what was going on uh, with their mother-in-law. You know, as an officer, you know, the guy's not going anywhere. He, he's walking into a hospital with his wife. Why not lock your doors, take your radio with you, and go inside, you know, just to verify that this guy is telling the truth? Uh, you know, in listening to uh, the Dallas police chief, you know, he said he was embarrassed and he was disappointed at the decision that his officer made. I agree. Uh, and I, I think the officer committed uh, career suicide and actually came out today that he resigned from the police force uh, uh, early today. He said he came out, uh, he, re he resigned from the police force. I have an opportunity to find out why he resigned, but we pretty all much know why he resigned because he, he pretty much made a poor decision. Uh, when I first heard it, heard about it, read about it, it, it didn't, I didn't think twice about it, but when I actually I saw the video when I got home, it really, like, wow, it really hit home with me, and I was like, you know my my past situation, uh, Jacob. I losing my my siblings in '07. Mm -hmm. So not being able to say goodbye to someone is priceless, even if it's your mother-in-law or your or your first cousin. And the fact that this officer delayed this guy or well, uh, Ryan Moats from saying goodbye, he can't get that time back. But I got a question I'm gonna ask you, Jacob. From watching that video, Ryan Moats. Uh, conducted himself very, very professional, in my opinion. I agree. But he he did never want he never once indicated that he was a ball player. You think that if he would drop that line that hey I play for the Texans I'm a running back for the uh, for the NFL you think the cop would get would let him off a little bit smoother? Preferential treatment is what you're saying over there. Hey, hey. I don't know if that would have helped. I think the cop was so consumed, the police officer, Mr. Powell, was so consumed with the fact that he ran the red lights. And, you know, I you know, I, I know officers have, you know, I know they have a tough job. And, uh, you know, but I, I think this was a situation where he could have, again, followed them into the hospital. They wasn't going anywhere. He could have written a ticket later. But to sit there and have, a you know, an argument when these people are trying to tell you that, you know, the mother-in-law or mother for Tamisha is is dying. That 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 kind of like was a little heartening to me. Yeah, when the lead nurse, it kind of uh, the stamp was put there when the lead nurse came out, and another fellow officer was like, "Hey, we need to wrap this up because his uh, mother-in-law is passing away." Let's let's move over to uh, another situation last week.
that kind of got me upset with the media a little bit. It was reported that Terrell Owens, uh, first thing they, they, they threw him on the bus, say he missed voluntary workouts. And now, Jacob, the key word to this is voluntary. I mean, we, ain't, we work for corporate America, and if our boss tells us, hey, yeah, and it's voluntary for us to come in the next day, do you think we're going to come in? I'll probably come in, but I know that thought in my mind is uh is going to be there that I don't have to come in. And you know, if it if it's a rain if it's raining or it's a bad day for me, I'm not going to go in because of that word. But you know, you know, T.O. is in great shape. I don't know if you've seen him lately, but you know, the guy's in great shape, and uh, you know, he works out during the off season. So you know, again, I think too much emphasis was put on the fact yeah. that you know it was you know it was a voluntary workout yeah. and it wasn't necessary yeah but what's funny i think a couple of days later it turns out that the reason why he missed the workouts because he was receiving a, a youth champion champions award last week at the national uh uh, uh national gala in dc uh is on the tip of my mind is on the tip of my mind i can't think of it right now uh, uh but he was actually receiving an award last week in D.C. and had excused uh, absence from the coach. But the media, with his, with his history, with Terrell Owens having this history in the media, first thing they do is throw his name in mud and say, oh, he's also a bad star. He's not building chemistry with the team. And the whole time he was down in D.C. receiving a, a reward. Well, Lamont, you know what? You're an ex-NFL guy, and uh, I'm a media guy. And uh, so, you know, uh, you know, things like that, we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, broadcast that. And, uh, you know, at the time we did not know that, you know, Coach uh, Dick, uh, Jaron did, gave him permission uh, uh, not to come. We didn't know that. So, you know, it was a story. It's T.O. It's T.O. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was for the National uh, Alzheimer's Gala. I'm sorry, I, I couldn't think of it earlier. But it was the National Alzheimer's Gala, and actually, T.O. started raising money for that gala, uh, for the Alzheimer's uh, cause because I think his grandma passed away. And if you know anything about Terrell, uh, uh, he's a big he, he's a big family guy, and he was raised by his grandma. Well, you know, T.O. You know, he. Uh... You know, he, he's a guy that, you know, loves the limelight and, uh, you know, he has to take the good with the bad and, you know, that's just part of, you know, being in the media. You're going to report stuff like that. Well, let's, let's, let's visit that for a little bit. I know you just you hit on that. You said he, he loves the limelight. But, I mean, a guy for, like T.O., I mean, I, I really don't see where T.O. Is, is, in the, is in the wrong. I think, yeah, yeah, calling out teammates and, and, and throwing people on the bus, it's, it's a time and place for everything. But, at the same time, you can't fault a player for wanting the ball and wanting to be best. At, I mean, Michael Jordan wanted the ball, and it was reported at times that Michael Jordan was the worst teammate to play for. I mean, from this fight for Horace Grant to, to verbally abusing players and coaches. So I think Terrell Owens just want to win that bad, in my opinion. Well, you know, he's a playmaker. Michael Jordan was a playmaker. And, you know, being around sports, most – Playmakers like the limelight, and it's just unfortunate that you know everything that guy does, he's under a microscope, and uh, you know he, he he again he has to take the good with the bad, and in this situation, um, you know it was bad 
you know, that he missed, you know, uh, the workout, but he missed it because of a good cause, and I think that's something that should be emphasized in his reasoning for missing uh, that workout. Well, again, I'm, I'm going to head home with one more point. It was voluntary, J- uh, Jacob, voluntary workout. And under the uh, NFL rules, if I can remember, you only have to attend mandatory mini camps, and normally they start in June. So uh, the fact that it, it was voluntary and, and Terrell normally keeps himself in shape, I think the media just jumped to the conclusion and was ready to get something going in Buffalo in a, in a small media market. Let me ask you this question. When you were with the Washington Redskins, uh, some of the superstars there, did they ever miss their volunteer voluntary workout? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, well, I'm not going to call them by names out. But, yeah, guys miss workouts all the time. Okay. But, but when it was time to show up, they showed up. So it's a business, man. I'm always going to go back to it's a business first and everything. Like, now, when we was playing Pop Warren in high school, it would be something different. But on that level, I think guys uh, feels like they they earn that respect. So uh, guys feel like they earn that respect. So they 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 want that in return. Okay. Well, hey, you know those guys who missed for the Redskins, they weren't under a microscope like Terrell Owens. And uh, you know it's just unfortunate, but you know. You know that's that's where he put himself from. You know, from Philadelphia to Dallas to San Francisco, um, he's always been that type of guy. And uh, you know, hey, it has followed him to Buffalo. Now, let me say this: I can't wait for the season to get started because I want to see how T.O. is going to make the adjustment from living in a tropical area as Dallas to a cold area as Buffalo. Ah, oh, Jacob, I don't make it. Now, now I mean that's hella beans right there. I don't mean, I don't mean anything. Just because you go from Hollywood, at the end of the day, when you got to suit up and put those pads on, and you get a check every Tuesday, you show up. I don't care if, you, if that's the case. Guys would never uh, lobby to go to Green Bay. They always try to go to Miami. So weather doesn't play a part in anything. I just think that uh, Terrell, within the first year of signing with any teams, his track record shows that he's very successful. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mott Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. We'll discuss this week Houston Shell Houston Open as well as my interview with Mike Goley. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Mark goes O'Neill. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. High school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it it's rattle me. It's pretty scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to I'm get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. 
Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, this morning I had a privilege to interview uh, Mike Golick, the co-host of Mike and Mike in the Morning. An interview went, went like this. This is Lemont Williams, host of Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Network. And this morning I have Mike Golick, former NFL player and co-host of ESPN Radio, Mike and Mike in the Morning. The last time Mike and Mike's show was in Houston was to support the ESPN affiliate radio station at the House of Blues. What brings you back to Houston this time around? Well, I, I actually have to golf in the, in the uh, Shell Houston Open. Uh, there's the Pro-Am, and they invited Greeny and I to golf in the Pro-Am. Uh, we're going to golf with Ben Curtis and a couple other people, and we're really, really looking forward to it. The only problem is I golf about four times a year, and at Pro-Ams there are people watching in the gallery who are now going to be targets for my shots because I'm not that good. So I, I, I say a preemptive I'm sorry out there for anybody I'm going to hit. Okay. Uh, who do you think will win the uh, Shell Houston Open this year? You know, I, that, that's a tough call. You know, Phil Mickelson is playing well. Again, you got the Masters coming up soon, a great tune-up uh, for that. I, I think he's playing well right now. I think people, quite honestly, would want him to continue to play well. They want that rivalry with, with, with Phil and with Tiger 
you know, especially at a at a major. So, you know, I'll lean toward Phil. I'm talking with Mike Golick, co-host of Mike and Mike in the morning. Mike, let's transition to the NFL. Uh, what's your take on the new uh, NFL uh, rule changes? Well, I mean, the ones about the kickoffs, I understand. You know, not not loading up everybody on the onside kick, uh, not having anybody uh, that, uh, not not having everybody that, um, uh, you know, as far as the wedge, not having too many people in the wedge uh, either. I understand that. Uh, and the blindside hit, not to the head. I understand that. The one that that just grates me is what Bernard Pollard did to Brady Quinn or, or, or Tom Brady. You know, listen, the guy's on the ground, he's trying to make a play. And now that they're going to outlaw that, I mean, it's a joke how they're already protecting the quarterbacks. And now to say, okay, if you're a defender and you end up on the ground, which, oh, by the way, in football, everybody ends up on the ground, that you have to dive up to hit him above the waist or stand up to hit him again is a joke. They're changing the game too much to try and protect the quarterbacks. I agree. Lastly, <laughs> how would you would? Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, how was your transition from the NFL to the business world? Uh, you know, quite honestly, I, I was one of those early on that thought, oh, I'm going to play forever, and you don't think about your post-career. But then probably about halfway, I played about 10 years, so a few years in, I started thinking, you know, maybe I could get into the broadcasting part. And I thought maybe call games, you know, being an analyst, doing college games, maybe pro games afterward, I was going to really try and do that. But then, you know, the radio door kind of opened up, and I enjoy it so much because you have so much more time to, um, I guess, pontificate on things <laughs> the way we can do it at times and, and really talk about things. So, uh, you know, that kind of snowballed in from the, the analyzing the games, which I still love to do. It keeps me part of the game. But, but uh, I, I really – this wasn't a plan before I got in the NFL to say – this was a plan while I was in the NFL to say, you know what, I'm going to pursue this. Well, Mike, I want to thank you take the time on this morning for a quick interview. also want to thank Mike, Goldberg, Mike Greenberg, I'm sorry, your co-host, and much success this year. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye. Jacob, man, uh, that was a great interview this morning with Mike Goldberg. Uh, I mean, Mike uh, Golick. Uh, golf I'm still learning about, man. Uh, I'm a football true and through, <laughs> so I really don't know too much about golf, and you've been a big golf advocate. Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm present that question to you as well. Who you think will win this year, uh, Shell Houston Open? Well, let me just say this. Uh, hey, that was a great interview. Thanks, man. Uh, Thanks. Uh, had a chance to uh, get out to Redstone this afternoon, and I uh, had a chance to talk to uh, Justin Leonard and uh, Vijay. And uh, one of the things that they were really concerned about, it was very windy coming up 18, and uh, but there was an overcast. So uh, tomorrow it's supposed to be pretty clear. But one of the things I like about this tournament, Lamont, is six of the ten players – are in the top 10 world ranking. And 13 of the top 20 are here in Houston. This is going to be a great, great tournament, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to some of the uh, some of the matchups. Yeah, I think VJ he's back after a two-year hi- uh, hiatus. So I think VJ might take it. Uh, he won in 03 and 04, so him being back, I think VJ uh, will outplay uh, Phil Mickelson. Let's, let's touch. We only got another four more minutes, but let's go ahead and touch quick on Tiger. I teased that earlier. Tiger in this big comeback uh, this past weekend. Uh, Tiger looked good coming off that knee surgery. Man, he was great. He was great. And, uh, you know, to say the guy just picked up clubs in January and, you know, he's back out there doing his thing. Uh, you know, you know, great tournament for him. The only concern that I had 
was uh, his driving accuracy was a little bit low. It was at 60.7, but that's going to take a little time for him to, you know, get back into it. But in terms of his scoring over the four-day weekend, he had zero eagles, 16 birdies, 46 pars. But here's the key. He was first in putting. He had 25.3 putts per round. That's doing it. And uh, he, he's, he's, he's definitely back. Yeah, as we continue to go, uh, continue to do this show throughout the year, and uh, we, uh, I'm about to invest in some clubs myself. I guess I'll learn a little bit more about the golf deal, but uh, as of right now, I lean heavily on Jacob because he's a, we got an A handicap right now. Uh, I'm not going to brag on that, but it's pretty close. Ah, man, don't, don't be bad. But, yeah, Jacob has a pretty good golf game, and uh, getting out there this morning, mixing it up with the ESPN guys, and uh, Mike Goldberg, I mean, Mike Golick and uh, Mike Greenberg uh, was a great opportunity. Uh, I know we, we talked about some highlights in the NFL a little bit uh, before the interview, and we have two minutes to close. But give me give me your uh, your opinion, a quick opinion on uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Gar- uh, not Jeff Garcia, Jeff George trying to come back to the league, and I give you my opinion. If I'm not mistaken, he's 41 years old. He has three kids. Stay home. Yeah, my my thing is this. I'm gonna wrap it up just like this. Uh, as far as with the Jeff George situation is like uh, Jeff George. From my understanding, he was a selfish, immature quarterback. I'll give you two examples. I remember when I was in at Howard at uh, 2000, he was quarterback uh, for the Redskins, and he got an altercation with Norv Turner, which led to Norv getting fired and uh, Jeff George getting released, being replaced by Brad Johnson, as well as who can re- who, who can forget about that uh, Atlanta Falcons uh, when he was with the Falcons and he got into it with June Jones on the sideline. That that guy. Uh... Hey man, he has a great fastball. I, I think the arm speed is still there with the with 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 him throwing, but man, at forty one, no. Man, I'm, I'm gonna put it like this, man. If Jeff George get another shot, you're coming back. There's no way Mike Vick shouldn't get a shot at quarterback. If they give a forty one year old man to have thrown the past eight years a shot, they got to give my boy, which will be released in July, hopefully a little bit earlier, a shot at a quarterback uh, position. Not for ten million. Oh come on, man! You can't you can't fault the man for for speaking his mind, telling you how much you think he's worth. Which I'm, we're talking about, Mike Vick here. I mean, the guy came out reportedly this week saying that he's he, he feels like he's worth ten million. Uh again, not for ten million. Well, it's about that time for us to wrap up. Sports America, I want to thank you for joining us this week on Outside the Huddle, and remember my motto. Sports plus business equals wealth. Till we meet again, have a blessed week. This is this is Lemont Williams on Outside the Huddle with co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.